Greetings. Welcome to this Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey, and I am your host for this podcast series, offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality. I invite you to join me as we explore diverse topics for enriching the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. Finding a healthy balance to the joys and pains of living life is a continual process for most of us. What we have found effective yesterday may or may not be what works in our lives today or tomorrow. We can be challenged each day to evaluate what is allowing us to live a healthy lifestyle versus what area may need some modification. It seems that most people do not need or seek out assistance in how to manage the joys in their lives. While we do share joy, the presence of pains can be where many of us may seek some assistance in our communications with others. It is my personal belief that we are healthiest when we are able to share degrees of both joy and pain with others with whom we are connected. In the vast areas of hurt and pain, we tend to be individualistic, just as we are with what brings joy into our lives. What is hurtful and painful to one person may or may not be the same for another, or it may require a different degree to register. Most of us are familiar with the pain that being ill brings into our lives, as well as those for whom we care. Whether we do or do not choose to share our health issues with others, it seems most people can easily identify that people with certain physical illnesses or medical conditions tend to need support from us. Recognizing that someone is using a walker or crutches and may need certain types of health is easy for most of us to see. When someone is wearing a cast on an arm or a leg, we can easily see what may be needed. If we learn that someone is taking chemotherapy or dialysis, we can decide how best we wish to respond to being in his or her presence. In our culture, we can be easily tuned in to support persons with visible, known, or understandable conditions such as hospital stays, cancer, or strokes. We can be more understanding of someone who is grieving for a concrete event like the death of a loved one. Our vocabulary has grown over the years to include words that we believe will be helpful for others. Many persons in our culture experience a condition that tends to be more invisible for most of us. While less visible to our sense of sight, the condition of depression can be just as painful and be as handicapping as many physical, more visual conditions. Society tends to encourage us to put on a happy face as we live our lives. 
We may believe sayings like, smile and the whole world smiles with you, frown and you frown alone. Many in our society may tell us to get with people and avoid being alone, regardless of whether being with others is a plus or a minus for our own unique personality in a certain situation. All advice given is not always helpful to the recipient. Like most of the physical and emotional conditions that may enter our lives, we each tend to develop our own unique pattern of responding and managing. While we can learn from observing and listening to the situation of others, what we each choose for ourselves will need to be decided as the individuals we are. Just as our fingerprints are unique to us alone, the specific choices that you and I make for managing the invisible pain of depression tends to be individualistic. We know that depression comes in many forms and degrees. It can be transitory in nature, or it can be long-standing in our personality development. Telling someone to get happy is usually a waste of time and words. If just getting happy were to work effectively for most, the wide presence of depression in our society would not be as challenging. Even though stating that someone needs to stop being so sad and start being happier does not work for most, it can frequently be the response that many depressed people do receive from others. Not really understanding the dynamics of depression can often lead an individual to make the choice of concealing their condition from others. After all, just telling others of one's condition can be so physically and emotionally draining for many. It may not be worth the effort. Knowing that many choose to verbalize a trite response can also encourage the choice of concealing feelings and thoughts to the important people around us. Like many medical conditions, depression can have many diverse characteristics. Depending upon degree, one may benefit from the over-the-counter approach of self-medication. Increased severity can require the intervention of a professional, such as a psychologist. Individuals have his or her value and belief systems to guide their choices. While I may be able to point out a broken bone or tell you where I hurt or what disease has attacked a specific body organ, I may have more difficulty conveying something that appears more invisible. You may have more difficulty understanding the effect that depression may be having on my body and or mind contrasted with a physical ailment. It can be difficult to effectively convey emotions like generalized sadness, fearfulness, emptiness, restlessness, hopelessness, worthlessness, or guilt. How can one convey with clarity such conditions as some type or degree of frequent anger, irritability, self-blame, unusual weight gain or loss, or the process of experiencing frustration. 
Do I have the words to convey a loss of concentration, skills, or interest and pleasure in normal life activities? How can I be so tired when I may just want to sleep all day and night and even the small task of living may require more energy than I have? What if my grieving process is more generalized toward my life shortcomings rather than focused on a specific event like a physical death or the death of a dream for my future. Just trying to effectively convey this diverse range of conditions within me can not only be tiring, but can also be frustrating when others respond with cliches or they choose to move on to more enjoyable topics of conversation. After all, how much pleasure can one derive from continually sharing the feelings of being depressed. How each of us decides to respond to persons who exhibit or verbally convey such depressive traits is another personal series of choices. Since we live in a society that prizes action responses, it can be very difficult for many to know how a friend or family member wishes for us to respond when they share their depressive condition. Caring to better understand the depressive dynamics with an individual can be more useful to many than directing some type of action response. Our society encourages us to be verbal in our interactions with other people, and many may read this as being somewhat directive, such as, I'll tell you what you need to do, just do this and things will be a-okay. Since I care about someone, I may need to put the pressure on myself to find a solution or solve the problem. This type of response usually results in two persons who are frustrated with the depression dynamics rather than just one. One of my core beliefs is that most humans seek to be heard and understood by another human. I believe that we can usually offer more of value to a person by the gift of active listening, where we are more active rather than passive. We use and offer the gift of active listening to seek understanding rather than hearing enough to offer a solution. Our society may discount that value as just listening, where an action is a preferable value for many people. I have found that both have their role in helping others. A corollary belief is that people make decisions for themselves rather than rely on what I decide is best for them. Anything I can do to support their own decision-making process in the management of depression dynamics will probably be more effective for the future than would be offering a quick solution. Another corollary belief is that sometimes a friend or family member may need a different type of assistance than what I am able to offer them. With depression, one may need professional intervention with psychotropic medication and or counseling support like cognitive therapy where one's framing of their world can be retaught. If I am able to actively listen and assist someone to consider this as a possible option for managing his or her depression, then I believe that my presence is a positive way of helping. 
Pain is pain. Whether it is describable or visually visible does not necessarily make it more or less real than pain that is invisible in the people around us. I believe each of us has the opportunity to support the persons we care about by offering helpful support as they travel on their life journey. Support is not defined as telling another person what choices they should make. Recognizing the presence of invisible pain, such as depression in loved ones, and deciding on our personal responses allows us to offer healthy support to others for whom we care. This is your friend and host, James Huey. I thank you for listening to me on these podcasts as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. As your friend and host, I always encourage you to value and nurture yourself as the unique human individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.